Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander. We're in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, along with Southern Miss strength coach Lance Ankar is with us in the studio. Got to sit in the whole show today. Appreciate having you, Coach. Uh, Luke is in the First Bank Studio in Laurel, and we're ready for an action-packed hour of Golden Eagle Sports Talk Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Just remember, a great place to cater your Christmas meal. You can contact them today. Tell them what kind of a party you may be having, whether it be an office party, a party at your home, or maybe even Christmas Day meals. Uh, they can prepare it for you. Dickie's Barbecue Pit that's delicious, it's fresh, and they're waiting for your phone call. As I said, uh, strength, uh, strength and conditioning coach Lance Ankar is joining us in the studio today. But first, we're going to go to... Uh, our buddy Heath Hinton, proprietor of Big Gold Nation on the Eagle Hour. Heath, big news today. Sam Gregg, the offensive coordinator at Liberty University, headed to Southern Miss to uh, take over offensive coordinator's responsibilities and coach the O-line. This is a pretty big hire. Uh, very, very big hire. Uh, coach Gregg actually spent a lot of time with uh, Coach Hall at West Alabama and West Georgia for about 10 years before joining the Liberty staff for the past two seasons. Uh, been a big reason their offensive success at Liberty under Hugh Freeze. Uh, coming to Southern Miss now as the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Uh, did get confirmation that Coach Hall will uh, continue to call the plays. But I think this is a great move uh, considering, you know, it, it leaves a little bit off of Coach Hall. And uh, I think it's a, a, a very good move, a very smart move, and uh, one that is going to pay dividends for Southern Miss next year for sure. Well, our head strength and conditioning coach is, as I said, here in the studio with us, Coach Ankar. Uh, you told us when you came in today about this, you think this is a pretty exciting deal. Oh, no doubt. And, uh, you know, like he said, that, you know, him and Coach Hall have a, a former history. So, you know, they can probably almost read each other's mind. They grew up together in Amory. So I'm excited as could be to have Sam on staff. Luke Johnson, an OC here after one year with uh, Coach Hall. Your thoughts? When Cody Kennedy left, I mean, it was just kind of a crazy time when when he left and it was late and i think probably the offensive coordinator title allows us to pay sam greg more money he was just the offensive line coach at liberty so he gets a coordinator title on his name gets to be reunited uh, with with his former head coach and i think it's just a win-win across uh, for, for southern miss and you look at some of the other things a lot of recruits on campus this week a lot of momentum right now for southern miss football and as you coach Ankar, we can just tell by your voice that you have a very thick Waynesboro accent. <laughs> no, 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 he's he's from New Orleans down no doubt down that way, right? As, as football has become more scientific, strength and conditioning is more and more a part of this game. 
No doubt. And uh, to be honest with you, you know, we spend so much time with the guys, too. So building the culture also is another big part of it. But you know, like you said, with the strength and conditioning side, uh, usually the team that's bigger, faster, you know, stronger, they're going to win the game. And, you know, we talked about it last time I was on just also trying to negate some of those injuries, which, you know, this year we we uh, battled the injury bug. But just trying to do all of those different things to, you know, help benefit the team. But if you're not in shape, you're going to be injured more often than not. No doubt. And football's a gladiator sport. So uh, usually the guys that are playing hard, playing uh, fast, they're usually going to be in better shape and be in, uh, put themselves in better positions not to get injured. I mean, it wasn't a season that, that everybody is going to, you know, jump up and yell hallelujah, but it was a good finish. So let's talk about the, the mood and the spirit of the team going now into the offseason, two wins to build upon. Yeah. Oh, man, that was huge because, uh, you know, I think it brought a lot of excitement just because of, you know, the way Coach Hall called, you know, the games, having that super back and, you know, the, the fans ran with it. But uh just goes to show you uh, Coach Hall, man, he's going to find a way to win. You know, he's a winner and uh, – Obviously not what we wanted because, you know, the injuries and just, um, you know, having some of the things happen to us. But, you know, for those guys that stayed with us and stayed on board and they finished the right way, uh, I think it's huge going into the offseason. Heath Hinton, there were, uh, what, six or 12 high school football teams uh, in the Pine Belt over the weekend playing for the state championships. Uh, that has to help. I mean, that can't be a bad thing, can it, to have the state championships in the Rock? Absolutely not. And they got to uh, see the young man uh, – out of uh, picking and running back, got to watch him play, offered him. Uh, he's he's a junior this year. So, you know, getting to see these teams on campus play the high school championships, get to see those stars that are on those teams, helps in recruiting. It also helps those other communities see what Southern Miss has, maybe from up north that don't get to see uh, the campus, see the rocks, see the facilities. It's a win-win for everybody involved. So I'm, I'm really uh, happy that, Southern Miss got to host that, and you, got, you guys were talking about the Superbacks and what they did. You know, something else, and uh, Coach L.A. might agree with me on this, it, it's a branding thing, too, the Superback, because now it's something that you, that when you think of Superback, you think of Southern Miss, or you think Southern Miss, you think Superback. So it's a wordplay. It plays together, but it's also something that makes another team have to uh, prepare for it because you know you can bring it out at any time and you've seen these guys throw the football and what they can do and what type of athletes that have been recruited. So right. I think it's a great move. All right, look, I know you were pretty excited when you heard this news today. Your your thoughts about Sam Gregg coming aboard? Well, I mean, it, yeah, again, it's just it it's what Will Hall wants. And, uh, you know, we wish uh, former offensive line coach, Coach Darvo, the best. It was just a weird situation. You bring Kennedy in, and then he gets a, a, a job at Arkansas within you know, the first month of being here at Southern Miss. So it wasn't ideal all the way around from from anybody's uh, p- perspective. And so I just think it, this is a guy that Will Hall wanted to be on his staff from the beginning, and you hire him away from Liberty. Of course, they got money up there, so that speaks to uh, about how Jeremy McLean is going to handle this. And you don't, you know, you don't know everything going on behind the scenes here. But I mean, this is this is a quality hire with a guy that knows this system and has been multiple years. I'm talking about more than five years with Will Hall in this system. All right, Coach Ancar. Now Heath brought up the super back deal. I want you to take us back to the meeting you were in when Coach Hall came in and said, "Guys." 
we're not going to play conventional football the rest of the year. Yeah, like, you know, it caught, I guess, a couple people off guard. You know, he kind of mentioned it to the coaches beforehand. But uh, when he went up in there and talked to the whole team, and it was before that UTSA week, and uh, we just talked about milking the clock, uh, keeping their offense off the field, but also uh, putting us in the best situation to win the game. And, you know, nobody knew Frank Gore could throw the ball the way he did. And uh, Rambo, uh, you know, Antavius Willis, those guys, man, were great high school players, great high school quarterbacks, and uh, just goes to show you the athletes that they are. But, you know, I think everybody was kind of uh, taken back. But once what he said came true, you know, it was fourth quarter and that game was tight. And he said, hey, fourth quarter's going to come around and we're going to be in that game, either up by seven or down by seven. And, you know, almost sounded like a profit. Now, what about the wideouts on the team? I guess when they first heard this, they thought, well, hell, that – means nobody's going to throw passes to me. Well, they also knew, though, that they were going to be in one-on-one coverage. So, you know, they had to fill in the box. And with that, with Brownlee and all of those guys on the outside, you know, now that's one-on-one, and, you know, that's what a wide receiver wants. But, but Coach Ankar, when you first heard this idea, honestly, you thought that, that Coach Hall had, had forgotten to take his meds. Well, to be honest <laughs> with you, I guess knowing him for so long, man, he's one of those types of guys that even if he said that, you know, uh, something that's blue is purple. You yeah. know, you'd be like, well, dang, maybe it is purple. You know, like he's that type of guy, man. He makes you believe, and uh, he he's never steered me wrong. So uh, it was easy for me to believe. Well, I understand he had some experience and some knowledge of that back at, at Delta State in the Gulf South Conference. Yeah, and uh, you know he's always had superbacks. And actually, when we played at UNA, you know, Coach Hudspin and all of those guys, they called our position a superback, which was a, a kind of a guy that was split out and then come inside, you know, and you can hand it off to him. You can throw it to him so uh you know we just never thought it was gonna be a, a quarterback one day he think have we seen the last of the super back or are we gonna throw that on people some next year oh i don't think you've seen the last of it anytime you can make a, a team prepare for more than one type of offense or you can take time away and make their coaches have to watch more film in, in one area than the other yeah you uh it's such a it's such an advantage for uh, it's such an advantage for Southern Miss to have teams that have to prepare for two different things. So yeah, I think you're going to see more of it. How much I don't know. Uh, I think that's going to depend on injuries, health, and different things. But sure, you could see it at different times next year. And once I said, it's kind of a branding thing. Yeah. Southern Miss has this. The Superback Southern Miss goes together. Well, Heath, and it's something that Coach Holliday can use in recruiting as well. All right. Well, can you stick around, Heath? We're going to hold you over sure. for another segment, and we'll keep Coach Ankar in the studio with us. Coach Ankar coached three years uh, with the Alabama Crimson Tide, so I'm guessing he wasn't totally surprised uh, by the whooping that the Tide put on Georgia this weekend. We're going to talk to him about that Southern Miss football review where basketball went over the weekend. Lots to stick around for. Southern Miss to the top. 
Glad you're with us on the Super Talk Network this afternoon or online, wherever you're tuned in. Uh, welcome to the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Book Mart at campusbookmart.net. It's Christmas, and uh, you know you got to stop by there on Hardy Street if you've got a Golden Eagle on your list. Store is packed to the rim with uh, great Christmas gift ideas, all with a Southern Miss logo. So make sure Campus Book Mart is part of your Christmas shopping. We've got strength and conditioning coach Lance Ankar in the Hattiesburg First Bank studio with us. Luke is in the First Bank studio in Laurel. Heath Hinton uh, on the phone with us from Big Gold Nation. All right, Heath, uh, lots of uh, Internet swirling rumors this weekend about a quarterback transfer of some notability perhaps to Southern Miss. Yeah, I've heard, uh, you know, like everybody else, the rumors are out there that uh, Miles Brennan is supposedly coming to Southern Miss. I haven't seen anything official. He's still listed in the transfer portal with LSU. So uh, nothing official yet, but hearing that. So we'll see what happens, uh, how that will work out. But until we get something official, you know, I kind of put it in the maybe, but it hasn't happened yet, so I can't go on it. But the rumors are out there. Luke Johnson? I mean, it, you you obviously see this year you need depth at the quarterback position. And so a former SEC starter who has at least one year left to play can never hurt anybody's program. We, we talked about it a little last week about uh, if something like this were to happen, what does that do with the development of Ty Keys? Um, but let's face it, I mean, right now we don't know what Trey Lowe's going to do, uh, simply because we haven't heard that. We, he's still on the team, obviously. you got to feel like T-Webb doesn't really have a path going forward. Uh, Jack Walker, you know, is, is moving on now. So you really only have with Ty and, uh, and, and Trey, you've only got two scholarship quarterbacks. I mean, T still might be on the roster, but, you know, he had his opportunity this year. So you've got to add depth at the position. And Miles Brennan, if someone like that coming in, he immediately competes for a starting spot. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, people in Baton Rouge that thought if he wouldn't have been hurt last year, they would have won a lot more games than what they did. And, and he's a native of, of St. Stanislaus. He's from down Bay St. Louis. He fits the mold of recruiting local kids. And look, if he wasn't good enough to sign, sign at LSU when they were really good, I mean, so obviously this kid has a skill set. Coach, uh, quarterback depth, something the program needs. Oh, well, you know, and to be honest with you, it's going to be great to get all those guys healthy. Uh, You know, I think with what happened to Trey, you know, and, uh, you know, breaking his foot and then also, you know, I think we had to thrust – Obviously, Ty up in there a little early, and a lot of people don't don't really know, but you know, Ty was playing baseball, you know, up until mid to late June, you know. So it was one of those things that where I don't think we wanted to play him that early, but he was just thrusted. And into then the he got to play against Alabama. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, and played well, you know, up to a certain degree. Coach, let me let me ask you a question specifically about Ty because I think what everybody was excited about, and I know this gets you going from a strength condition standpoint, he has never fully committed to one sport in his life. Because he went baseball, then he went, or he went football, basketball, and then baseball. I mean, how excited does you, you get when you look at a guy like Ty Keys with all those raw tools and you say, man, I get to develop, be the first person to really put hands on him and develop him from year to year? Oh, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, the same you could say for Chandler Pittman. You know, both of those guys were two stars, you know, probably three star athletes, you know, and, uh, Zay Franks is another one. But, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to have a full year, full offseason with these guys. And, uh, I think it's going to pay dividends. And, you know, even just the little time that we had together, you know, so far has paid off. But baseball and football workouts, completely different 
weight programs. No doubt. And uh, to be honest with you, you know, when you're talking about baseball, a lot of those times those guys are just really working on uh, different motions that they're going to be doing on the field. So a lot of rotator cuff, a lot of uh, things that is going to benefit just from a, a baseball standpoint, not as much the size, not as much because uh, there's no banging, there's no physicality really, you know, so they don't really have to worry about putting on the muscle mass. All right, uh, Heath, uh, we've got a few minutes left in this segment. We'll come back to football with Coach Ann Carr, but I wanted to, uh, while we have you here, we need to talk about basketball and another really, dis- I think it's fair to say, a really, really disappointing weekend performance by the basketball team. Yeah, uh, Coach Ladner said today that uh, that those losses are unacceptable. Uh, just losing 13 Minnesota, going to South Alabama, getting beat by 30, and then Southern Illinois getting beat by 25. Yeah, the team was going through, had the flu before the South Alabama game. Yes, Tay Hardy is out, but teams have to overcome that. By the way, Tay Hardy's out for the year uh, with a, I want to make sure I say this right, with a labrum injury, so he's going to be done for the season. They're going to have to find some scoring somewhere. Coach Ladner knows that, but these these last, especially these last two losses, been uh, been tough to swallow, and they haven't looked good. Heath, that that happened in the Montana game, is that correct? I think Coach Ladner said that after yeah, at, at the post game pressure. In the Montana game in the second half. You guys, is it the fact? Is it the fact that they're losing the games, or is it the fact that they are being blown out, they're getting beat bad? Yeah, Heath, they're getting beat it's, bad. It's a look. There's no question about it, and. Uh, you know, coaching's wins and losses. And when you lose, but you lose bad, it's not getting beat. You're going to get beat. Uh, you're going to get beat. That happens in life. That happens in everything. But when you're losing to 30 to South Alabama, you're losing 25 to Southern Illinois, it's it's a bad look, and it really gets the fan base upset. Right now they've got a week to prepare, see what they can do. Where, they, where can they find those 20 points a game? that Tay Hardy was scoring. I mean, you look at it, they lost by 30 and 25. You have his 20 points a game. Is there a difference? Maybe. But I don't know if they win, but it's not going to be as bad losses. So now Coach Ladner and them going to have to go find where they're going to find those 20 points a game he was scoring and don't know where that's going to come from. Some guys are going to have to step up. Luke, your thoughts about where we are with basketball? Well, they, they, they got to improve. And I think what you're still seeing is you're still seeing the lack of chemistry. I mean, when you watch them play, it's it's just kind of pass it around. And then it seems like the you know, sometimes the shot clock winds down, you throw up a shot. You know, they, they have the pieces together. But Heath, again, I mean, we saw it last year, and it's just a lack of chemistry. And you got to keep, you know, rolling the dice with different guys in there. You, you know who your best players are, but sometimes when you put all your best players on the floor at the same time, it's not the chemistry that needs to be done. And I think teams have really key, keyed in on Bolden after that 29. 29- um, point performance up in Montana, and and they just gotta be able to find the right combination. Yeah, you gotta find the right combination when you've got guys you're bringing in transfer portal, and majority of your team at this point is transfer portal JUCO. When you don't bring them in as freshmen, and you don't have them, and Coach LA probably agree with this from a coaching standpoint. But when you don't have that, you don't. There's no chemistry that's being built over the time that they're getting ready to start. So you got to try to force chemistry somehow. And sometimes it's hard to do. And then, you know, more got a technical the other day. You can't do that. Um, there's just things that 
you know, chemistry-wise that are hard to find when you're not together that long. But here's here's try to build it over a three-month period stuff. Here's the thing that's really disconcerting, that's getting to be disconcerting to me, is when you look at the basketball team's performance, it seems like every game there's about a seven-minute period of absolute ineffectiveness in anything. If they were within nine points with six minutes left to go the other night's game. Then they proceeded to get outscored 17-1. to One, one point. In the last seven minutes of the ball game, and if you look at, at at some other games this year, there's been a stretch of you know six to nine minutes where they just were ineffective and it, just seemingly unable to do anything right. That has to they have to be able to diagnose that and somehow stop that bleeding before it ever gets started. But it seems to be something that's recurring in all these games. It's just one really bad streak that is ultimately fatal. If you make your living on the internet, Kelly and I were talking last week. There's some nastiness nastiness out there on the uh, internet about the basketball program right now yeah there is and, and and you know sometimes truth's hard for uh some people to swallow sometimes you, we got to remember these kids are you know let's be honest they're most of them can't even buy alcohol yet they're still growing up so uh keep that in mind but yeah truth is hard to swallow but when you're not playing bad if you're a fan you don't you just you want a team to play better, and fans get upset. It's understandable. Yet and still, though, it's a situation of where those guys are trying hard. It's just a chemistry, lack of chemistry, and something else. Uh, shooting from the outside has been atrocious. It's been atrocious last season. It's been atrocious this season. Uh, when they win, they shoot pretty well. But, you know, there's four games in a row now where the outside shot hasn't fallen that well. All right. So I don't know what they can do to fix it, if there's anything you can do to fix it from now now on. But there is athletic ability on this team. There is some size. There is skill. It's just going to depend on the players and the coaches to get it all together. All right, 15 seconds left. We're getting close to Christmas. A subscription to Big Gold Nation would be a great Christmas gift for a Golden Eagle, Heath Hinton. How do they do that? Just go to southernmiss.rivals.com and uh, – Log in, become a member, and stay tuned to us. We're going to have some uh, specials maybe being run. We're not sure. We're working on that. But right now, it's eight ninety nine a month. Come join. You find out all this information. Find out about uh, stuff before it happens, before it goes on Twitter. We usually let you know a, a day or two ahead of time. So uh, come join the conversation. Have a lot of fun. All right, Heath. Thank you. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, back with Lance Ancar right after this. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a rainy Monday. Happy to have you along on the Eagle Hour listening live, or maybe you're catching us later on podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. You can always listen to the Eagle Hour on demand as well as Super Talks 
website. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Monday night football tonight, Bills and the Patriots. Sloppy tots on the menu tonight. So uh, the way to enjoy a rainy day and a rainy night, Monday night football, 4th Street, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Bob Getty in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And, Laurel, we continue uh, with Lance Ancar, the head strength and conditioning coach for Southern Miss Athletics. He's in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg with Bob and Kelly. And, Coach, uh, just need to get right to this. We were talking about quarterback depth. And over the weekend, uh, two baseball players, of course, the famous Will McKillis and Charlie Fisher, look like they want to uh, take part. Will wants to play a quarterback. Charlie wants to play center. Charlie probably needs to beef up. Uh, Coach, you as a former center can probably obviously spot that. But that was some hilarious social media nonsense from those two yeah that was awesome you know and uh they, those guys have been huge supporters of us and uh the way that they uh you know we interact on twitter and uh through social media uh those guys are awesome and i think that's just gonna add value to the whole program because it, you know now the football team wants to go support baseball and vice versa yeah if, if uh, you want to go to coach Ankar's twitter profile or will mcgillis you'll see what we're talking about charlie and Will goofing off in baseball jerseys and football helmets over yeah. over the weekend. Let's not let these guys play football and get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but coach, uh, a lot of people were excited a, a year ago when you came in with Coach Hall. Again, it seems as if Coach Hall's coaching uh, philosophy again with with Sam Gregg uh, coming on as the offensive line coach. You guys are a family, and that's been the approach. And I know anybody that watches Southern Miss games see how involved you are, your energy level, you know, during football games, and of course that translates over to the strength and conditioning program. Just kind of remind our listeners your your philosophy for strength and conditioning. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a ground based guy, Olympic based, uh, and what that means is is that we try to do as many exercises as we can. Uh, while moving the bar fast and on our feet uh, because I think that's, you know, how you play football. And, you know, all of the, the slow movements, the deadlifts, the squats, I think the, that time period, you know, it, it has a place, but uh, you're trying to build fast, explosive athletes. And, uh, you know, we really care about the bar speed and how fast the bar moves. And you're going to have those days where you got to put some weight on your back and man up and uh, tough it out. But uh, I think for the most part, we're trying to build fast, explosive athletes. And, you know, you can see it every Sunday in the NFL, man. These offensive linemen, they're not big, fat, sloppy guys anymore. These are athletes that, you know, probably played tight end in other positions when they were in high school. But with that approach, does that not put naturally more pressure on the knee and ankle joints? It does, but it also builds it up. So, you know, when you're lifting weights, what is happening is that muscle's pulling on that tendon, the tendon on the bone, and uh, everything is you know, strengthening up over time. So that's why it's so important to have this, uh, you know, early period in January. And uh, looking back, you know, last January we got hit with COVID, and we had to do a lot of our workouts outside. And, you know, looking back on that now, it was, you know, tough at that, you know, time period because, you know, who wants to grab a bar when it's 30-something degrees outside uh, and you can't bring much weight out there. So we weren't able to really do what we wanted to, but the guys responded well. But I'm excited, you know, to have a full offseason, a full spring, and get after it. And there's more important questions than this one, but I just would like, just like a real brief answer. Is there any data now that would indicate whether real grass – is easier on the joints, knees, and ankles than artificial turf, which most all universities have now. 
I don't know, you know, as far as like real statistics on it, but, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer in, hey, if God made it, it must be the best, you know, deal for you. But I know there's a lot of people out there that also say, you know, artificial is going to cause or have a higher risk of injuries. Yeah, I think that's right. All right, Coach, uh, I, I got to ask you this. You spent three years at Alabama before you came here, uh, three football playoffs and a national championship when you were on the staff in 2015. Kelly was at the Bocoma Casino Thursday, and uh, there was a lot of back and forth about Georgia being favored by six points. And Kelly and I picked Alabama, and I said anytime you get Alabama playing six points, unless they're playing an NFL team, I'm taking that bet. What is what is the, in the sauce over there? Why are they so much better than everyone else? I know we were talking about it earlier. I think just the competition. Uh, you know, when you have to bring it every single day because there's no days off, it's almost like an NFL approach because that one day you take off, you know, that guy behind you is going to come and take your position. So I think the fact that you have to have your mind right every single day to go out there and compete and perform, uh, you know, it is obviously going to breed a team that, you know, loves to compete. I think the next thing is, is just the culture that they've built. Um, you know, once you get into that culture, you know, Coach Saban, he doesn't want anything less. So you have to rise up to his expectation because he's not going to go down to yours. So the Alabama players, they had no doubt in their mind they were going to win, did they? I, I, to be honest with you, I, I wasn't there, but I wouldn't doubt it. You know, and that's the way we felt when we were there. And, uh, you know, it's that's the way they are. But you talk about that, that culture that he's talking about. How many Alabama guys do you see in the transfer portal? Not if, many. If any, right? Now, if there's anybody that should leave, it's now the guy that's... That's a great point. Why is that, Coach Ang? You know, you he's hear all right these other these that. other smaller schools, I'm leaving, I don't get yeah. to start, I'm leaving. But they're not. They're not. They stay. I think, you know, with Coach Saban, he, there's guys that were second string while I was there that are now playing in the NFL and sometimes are stars, <laughs> you know? So I think those guys, when you have Coach Saban vouching for you, uh, why not stay and uh, compete and... And, and show him, hey, coach, man, I'm a guy that can play on Sundays. It's just that I might have Calvin Ridley or Derrick Henry in front of me, you know, like who are pro bowlers. That's a great point. It's a stunning how many Alabama kids are in the national football. It's stun- I don't believe there's a school that even remotely approaches them, is there? Oh, yeah. I, it would be hard to see it, you know, because they're just a, a factory over there. And they might have to take a pay cut going to the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to ask you one other thing about Alabama. I think it's an interesting question. You were also the the strength and conditioning coach for the baseball program. Yes, sir. It's got to be tough to play baseball at Alabama. Yeah, but the one great thing about it is, you know, the football team makes so much money that, you know, the baseball team and every other program around there kind of are the benefactors of it. So, uh, you know, we – didn't lack anything, but baseball in general in Alabama is kind of tough because they don't have the lottery. And, you know, with a lot of the schools around, they uh, have programs that if you make a certain GPA, if you have a certain ACT, you know, you get to go to school for free pretty much. And Alabama is not one like that. So we kind of struggled a little bit with baseball because you had, you know, teams around us that could kind of get those guys. I know in, you know, in Louisiana, if you make a certain uh, GPA and, you know, you have a certain – a test score, you know, you can go to school for free. So if you're a baseball player who, you know, none of them really on 100%, that's a reason to stay at home and play for LSU instead of going somewhere else. I got you. Interesting stuff. Yeah, at LSU, I think you only had to make a 12 on the ACT to 
Well, I, I, I should have stayed at home then. <laughs> uh, well, they, look, there's no question. They're the they're the linchpin. Yeah. Uh, they're the back yeah. daddy. You you come with a thousand descriptions, but they're going to win the national championship again. Yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't go against it. I would not go against it. You know, uh, just the way that they do things. And uh, coach Coach Saban and Coach you know Coach Hall, man, they remind me they're going to find a way. You know, they're going to find a way to win. Yeah, whether it be through Good stuff. any phase of the game. All coach. right, Luke. Now, Coach Ancar is from Louisiana, so I'll let you guys lament a little bit about the Saints if you'd like to. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring that up uh, just because it's a, <laughs> it's a sore subject right now. Not as sore as being a Bengals fan, but uh, Ouch. That, that's just yeah, part that's of right. it. Coach Ancar, the rest of the segment, could, could you please talk about how excited you are and some of the guys in the football office about moving to uh, the Sun Belt Conference? And again, not to ask you this, but there's some rumors out there that might happen sooner than. Then later, but you know when you look at uh, the regional aspect of it, we'll have these uh, regional rivalries. I know that that it's really exciting for us on the outside, and I would expect you you guys on the inside moving to the Sun Belt. Yeah, and I think our administration did a, a you know heck of a job uh, by making that move because, uh, like you said, you know that's what builds college football, especially uh, you know at the Group of Five is you know having teams that. The fans can travel and uh, that are close by that can become rivalries. And I think it's huge for us. And, you know, I can't say enough about what our administration has done since we've been here. And I, I think it's a great move. And you know about the Sun Belt because you were in South Alabama. Yeah. And they have some great football there. And I, I think, you know, just from all phases, as far as even trying to, you know, one day, you know, and that's our goal to play, you know, like Cincinnati this year in uh, college football playoff. I think it's going to benefit us. And I, did you guys happen to see the conference? USA championship games. The, the trophy presentation afterwards, Judy McLeod, the commissioner, looked like she would rather be anywhere else than to be bothered with a trophy presentation at the, at the end of you that game. You don't have to comment on that, Coach. That's just it's no, Kelly. no. Yeah, no. This it's is this Kelly. is me. The, the, I, I will be so glad to get rid of this albatross. That's Conference USA. And if you think the conference was bad, if you think it's bad now, wait till Southern and Marshall leave. And see see what a full blown well, Jerry Springer show this conference well, becomes. Remember the conference champion San Antonio; they're leaving. They're leaving yeah. too. Hey, I'm, speaking of an albatross, and speaking of South Alabama, something happened over the weekend. Yay! Positive. We'll we'll bring it to you after this break. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Monday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on Party Street, Highway 98. DBATHattiesburg.com, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Luke, Bob, and Kelly joined with Southern Miss Strength and Conditioning Coach Lance Ankar. Appreciate Coach hanging with us for the entire 
um, show today. And, again, if you missed part of this, you can go back and get it on podcast uh, a little later. All right, there was an albatross that was removed, and we are glad to uh, make the uh, the announcement that Joy Lee McNellis and the Lady Eagles have stood their ground and have defeated South Alabama in a sport. Southern Miss Hallelujah. actually beat South Alabama. Lady Eagles really whipped the Lady Jags 71 to 51. Lady Eagles improved to 6 and 2 overall. Both Malia Grayson and Macy Weaver posted double doubles. It is off, guys. The curse hmm. has been lifted. Now everybody else can follow in like suit and go beat South Alabama. What is it down there, Coach Ankar? They have owned us in every sport up until this weekend. Really, you know, I really don't – there's no answer for it, but, hey, we plan on uh, changing that. Changing that, yeah. And the Golden Eagle Nation this weekend lost a really, really good one. Uh, S.F. Carlisle, who was a Golden Eagle fan since day one, passed away early today. At the age of 91, he was a season ticket holder and Eagle Club member for over 30 years. And up until this year, he had to miss some football games, but was actually able to get to a home game this year. Uh, broke his hip, you know, a little while ago and just, just didn't recover. And, um, and we lost him this morning. So I know a lot of you who are Golden Eagle lovers know uh, Mr. SF and we send out our our sympathies yep. to the family. He Father was a, of Philip Carlisle, the former yes. supervisor, who's a great friend of Super Talk and a big Golden Eagle himself. Grandfather of Leighton Carlisle, and, and Leighton and his wife just had a baby. So um, the Carlisle family, big-time Southern Miss supporters. But now SF is reunited with his wife in heaven, and we just want to salute SF Carlisle today on the Absolutely. Eagle Hour. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, over the weekend, guys, the South goes 5-1 and one over the North. All of those games took place uh, at the Rock. Madison Central defeated Brandon in the 6A game, 24-17. Picayune defeats West Point, 40-21 in the 5A game. Columbia, Coach Chip Builder back. They got it done, guys. Yay. They beat Sanitobia, 22-21 in the 4A game. Jefferson Davis County defeated Amory, 42-10. Will Hall a little frustrated with that one in the 3A. Uh, Scott Central blew out LaFleur County, 72-24 in the 2A game. And then Bay Springs. Got a state championship defeating Simmons, thirty-two to twelve. Coach Simmons got beat. Coach Ancar, how cool was it though to have on your official visit weekend for the football program? So many recruits coming in, but I saw you guys fan out visit with all of those high school football coaches up in the Touchdown Club in the South End Zone, and you had all of those programs on campus. That's invaluable for the football program. Oh, that was awesome, and uh, you know, Coach Hall mentioned it before. Like, you know, that's kind of the the blood of of Mississippi and you know the South man is high school football and uh, the pride that these guys take you know in playing and especially their last game you know you could just feel the passion you could feel the intensity out there but uh, having all of those coaches and all of those teams uh, communities here uh, just cool to come and see you know everything that we have to offer here at Southern Miss and man he's so knowledgeable Lance Sankar too Bob in just this hour in the commercial breaks what I've learned from him all these years I've been on a weight program. Yeah, and and he told me he, he coaches a different type of weight program though than what you're on. Well, no, he was saying he was saying the weight program I need to be honest spelled W E I G H T, 
and not W A I T, which 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 is you know kind of a little subtle. But I, I was so you, uh, you know. So you ever just look at someone and just say, "Well, buddy, have a nice life." I can't work with anything. I think that's there. kind that of what Coach is doing right now. Actually, he's just a really nice guy. Oh well, to be honest with you, there are still athletes you know that think they can at this level, and you're like, "Oh man, there's not much we could do for you." <laughs> <laughs> Are we, you saying I'm one of those no, guys? No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm just. Can hey. we do this though? I, if, if you if you were to hear that a 38 year old who uh, is overweight, here we go, here we go, here we go. recently here ran we go. a 5240, what uh, would you say to that? I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. I, I guess you would like overweight as how? I'm 30, 30 pounds overweight or so, maybe a little more. Oh, at five two? Hey, no, that's moving. You hear it, guys. There you go. Would you coach, be surprised me, to hear they pulled a hamstring? No, I would not be surprised. Okay, yeah. And and thirty pounds overweight. Luke's John, Luke Johnson's feet are so small because his feet haven't seen the sun in years. <laughs> Just wanted to get a professional opinion. Okay, 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 there we go. Well, coach, we really appreciate you coming by. It's a great. Always met you this summer and. I know what a great guy you are, and I was really grateful uh, Saturday night when you reached out and said you'd come around today. And, and is your image and likeness, are you getting some money from Red Bull? Because i got a feeling you have a couple of them. Believe me, if I could, I would. <laughs> oh, no we, doubt we about got it. That, we got that to the top exchange set up for you, Coach. We'll, we'll see if we can take care of it. Hey, and actually, I was thinking, you know, super talk, super backs, you know, like, hey, there we go. There we, go. Yeah, there we got a little something going Super there. talk, super backs. Uh, huh? Right, I'll give you my account number after the show, Coach. That's where we want Deposit the money in my account. I'll distribute it to the two guys on the show. And one of the things we want to talk about this week is could Southern Miss be headed to the Sun Belt before Maybe. July of 2023? All right. Lots to talk about all week long. In fact, head football coach uh, Will Hall is going to be on the show Wednesday. But, Coach, it was a pleasure having you here today. We thank you. Oh, I appreciate y'all having me on, as always. All right. Until next time, everyone, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.